This is the Right Now Podcast with Sarah Werner. Episode 85, Marketing Part 2. Welcome to Right Now, the podcast that helps all writers, aspiring professional and otherwise, to find the time, energy, and courage you need to pursue your passion and write. I'm your host, Sarah Werner, and last week we talked about marketing. And also this week, we are going to be talking once again about marketing, because there is a lot to say about marketing. You're going to get really tired of me saying the word marketing, so just know that I'm here with you. (laughs) So last week, we talked about the why of marketing. We talked about building a good foundation, what makes for a good foundation for effective, smart marketing. And so if you haven't listened to episode 84, which is called Marketing is Not a Dirty Word, Go back, give it a listen, get yourself up to speed, because we're going to continue that today. So yeah, last week we talked about building trust and permission, we talked about knowing your audience, and we talked about how radically marketing has changed over the past 10 years. This week we're going to switch things up a little bit and talk a little bit more about the marketing plan, the goals, and the tactics. We're going to be talking about, essentially, the do's and the don'ts of marketing yourself and marketing your work as a writer or a creator, because this applies to writers, it applies to artists of all kinds, it applies to business owners, entrepreneurs. These are just really good marketing basics and tactics that you can use, yes, you at home, you know, even if, like we talked about last week, you don't have that, you know, $60,000 marketing budget, you don't need that. And we're going to talk about why you don't need that, and how it all works today. So I'm really, really excited to talk about this with you, which is funny because I know in last week's episode, we talked about how resistant I was at first to marketing. And, you know, my eyes have been opened and I now see the light that is marketing. And you know what? I'm tempted right now to just launch into last week's podcast. I won't do that. We're going to keep things fresh and new. We're going to go ahead and start talking about goals. So in mapping out your road from the place you are now to the place that you want to be, in mapping out the road from where you are now to what you define as success, we've talked on this show about success before, and we've talked about how every creator, every writer, every artist, every podcaster might have a different or subjective or relative view of what success means for them. Because not everyone wants the same thing out of what they're creating. Some people want to hit a bestseller list. Some people want a TV deal. Some people want a million downloads for their podcast within the first year. I mean, everybody will have a different metric of what it means to them to be successful. We're starting this conversation by talking about goals because in mapping out your road from point A, where you are, to point B, where you want your marketing to get you, 
you need to know what point B is. You need to know your destination. You need to know what is it exactly that I want and expect to get from my marketing efforts. What do I want my marketing efforts to do for me? Knowing what you want, knowing the outcome of what you want will better allow you to set expectations and it will allow you to establish a smarter strategy. So here's the hard question. What do you want out of this? What do you want to get out of marketing? What will help you to feel more successful as a creator that you can achieve by connecting with your audience through marketing? So we've talked about goals on this show before. We've talked about goals a lot, actually. And so if you would like an in-depth look at what makes for a good goal, go back and listen to episode 76 of the Right Now podcast. And it's not necessarily about marketing goals so much as it is about writing goals, but the same guidelines still apply. So if you're an already published author, What do you want to get out of marketing? Do you want to get more sales of the book that you've already published? Do you want to get pre-sales for your upcoming book? Do you want to get your name out there and start getting speaking gigs? Or do you want to be invited to attend a conference? Do you want to sell your IP to a TV network? Do you want to expand your audience? Do you want to get more fan mail? What is it? that will help you to feel more successful as a creator that you can achieve by connecting with your audience. Because there's certain things that marketing can and can't do. Marketing can build your audience. Marketing can get you more sales. Marketing on its own is maybe a little bit less likely to land you a TV deal or an agent, but it can help you boost your audience size to give you more clout when you go searching for those things. So all of these things work together to help you build your reputation, build your personal brand, and, you know, get more sales, which is amazing. Now, if you are a writer or a creator who is not already published, you could want some very different things. You could maybe want to start conversations online. You might want to build your personal brand and get more people following you on social media. You might want to get people to sign up for your email newsletter. Once you decide what you want out of your marketing experience, what kind of results you want to get, your next step is to ask, okay, where do I make this happen? And you can market in as many places or as few places as you can handle or as you want. You can do marketing on Twitter, you can do marketing on TikTok, you can do marketing on your website, you can do marketing through your email list. And the way that you figure this out is, just like we talked about in the previous episode, know your audience. Where is your ideal audience? And more specifically, where is that specific segment of your audience who is going to do the thing that you need them to do so that you can make your marketing goals? Where are they? Are they hanging out online? Are they offline? Are they on Reddit? Are they on forums? Are they on Twitter? Are they on Tumblr? Are they on your website? Where are these people? Because as we talked about in the last episode, marketing is building a bridge between what you have to offer and the people who need what you have to offer. And so we really need to focus on meeting people where they are. If you're not sure, if you don't have data, 
my advice is generally to pick a place that you feel most comfortable being. And that is a great starting point. And another piece of advice is don't go hog wild and start marketing on like 90 platforms at once because that is going to dilute your efforts. It's going to sap your energy and it's going to be really, really not only frustrating, but extremely overwhelming when you start to connect with people. Having 90 inboxes is overwhelming and terrifying. I have been there. Please take my advice and pick (laughs) one. Or if you already have one or two places where you're marketing, stick with one, stick with the one that's working best for you and your audience. Or if you want to start expanding, add just one platform. If you're already engaging with your audience on Facebook and Twitter, maybe it's time to add email marketing to the mix. And if you're starting completely from scratch, maybe it's time to start up an Instagram account or a Twitter account. And again, that is based on where your audience is. The next thing that you're going to ask yourself is, what are you going to ask people to do? In order for marketing to be effective, you need people to take action. In the most basic sense, when you see an ad on TV, what the advertiser most likely wants you to do is purchase something. So the action that they want you to take is go buy a bag of Doritos or go lease this brand new Mazda or something. But those kind of commercials, and we talked about this again a little bit in the last episode, those kind of commercials that ask for a sale outright, that's a little bit outdated. What we're focusing on here is asking people to interact with you, asking people to take action. And when we're talking about building trust, you can't just go out of the gate and walk up to a stranger and say, hey, will you buy my book? Because they don't know you. They don't trust you. So I want you to think really hard about what it is you're going to ask people to do in your marketing that is not getting up in their face and yelling, hey, will you buy my book? I want you to think more in terms of what can we do to start building a relationship? What can we do to start building a community? What kind of value can I add? Again, I know that this, for a lot of people, myself included, only really becomes concrete when we start talking in terms of examples. And so some examples of this, this thing that you're going to ask people to do, this is called your call to action. You can say, hey, come connect with me on Instagram and you can get all of this cool behind the scenes stuff that I'm doing or visit my website, listen to my podcast, and leave me some comments on, you know, what you think about this episode. Maybe it's download my free lead magnet. It's on my website, and it's 10 ways that you can become a better writer. What you want to do here is start a conversation. Start building a relationship. So some best practices that I've learned sort of in my decade of marketing, and again, You can take these, you can leave these. It's up to you what you want to implement out of this episode. But tips that I have include one that we've already talked about, which is don't hard sell people if they don't already have a relationship with you. Also, regarding that call to action, that one thing that you're asking your audience to do, have just one call to action. If you're sending out an email newsletter 
And in that email newsletter, you have 12 things that you're asking people to do. So uh, yeah, support me on Patreon and buy my book and download my lead magnet and follow me on Twitter and follow me on Instagram and come, you know, come to my next conference that I'm speaking at and also buy this other book by an author I think is really cool. You're going to start overwhelming people. Focus your energy and attention on what is the one thing that I want my audience or my growing audience or my potential audience to do? How do I start building a better, more trustworthy relationship with my audience? And once you have that one call to action narrowed down, put it everywhere. Put it in your Instagram bio if you're using Instagram. Put it in your Twitter bio if you're using Twitter. Put it on your website if you have a website, which I do strongly encourage you to have. In marketing, we refer to this as a campaign. So right now, you're focusing on achieving a certain goal that we've established on a certain platform that we've identified with a certain call to action that will help our audience to achieve the goal that we've set and take the action that we want them to take that will fulfill our marketing wants and expectations. This is our marketing strategy for our marketing campaign. Another tip I can give you is to make it as easy as possible for people to take the action that you want them to take. So if you want them to download a lead magnet, so if you have like a, you know, 10 tips for writers or 10 recommendations for publishing this and this, what, whatever it is that you have that, that's a valuable piece of content that people can download from you, make it really easy to accomplish that action. Like don't hide it under layers and layers of pages on your website. Don't make people jump through too many hoops. You can, of course, ask them for their email address in exchange. That's a very fair exchange. That's very normal. But don't hide it. Don't make it hard for people to take the action that you want them to take. Make it as easy and as frictionless as possible. Also, finally, I want to make sure that you are getting a good return on your investment, or as we call it, ROI. And that investment usually refers to money, but I think for a lot of us, especially if we're doing our own DIY marketing and PR, I think that a lot of us, our investment is time and energy. It takes time and energy to do marketing, just like it takes time and energy to write and create and raise your family and go to work and do all the things that you need to do. If after, say, a period of six weeks or so, if your marketing efforts are just not doing anything, then that means it is time to change your strategy. And don't be afraid to do that. You are not married to just one path of marketing. If you're out there on Twitter and it's not doing anything for you and you're putting your heart and your soul into it and it's just frustrating, it might be time to move away from Twitter and try something else. And again, at that point, just go through the same process, identify your goals. So what you want out of your marketing efforts, look at the platform or platforms you want to use, identify what it is you want your audience to take action on, and make sure that your goals are measurable. This is the final piece of the puzzle. So there's a really big difference between setting your goal as simply to get more followers on Twitter versus 
get 3,000 new followers on Twitter by the end of this year. One of them is measurable and one of them is not. One of them is going to be fulfilling and one of them is not. If you have a very clear, measurable goal, such as get 3,000 new Twitter followers by the end of this year, this year being insert the year here, then you'll know at the end of the year if you have hit that goal or not, whether or not your marketing is successful, whether or not this was a successful campaign for you or not. If your goal is simply, quote unquote, to get more Twitter followers, what does that even mean? What you do when you do that is you set yourself up for failure and you set yourself up for dissatisfaction because there can always be more followers. You might get 150 new followers by the end of the year. That's more. But is it satisfying? You might get 3,000 at the end of the year, but your goal is to get more and there's always more to get. And so is that satisfying? You might get 10 million. And yeah, okay, that sounds satisfying. But the principle of what I'm saying is make sure that your goals are measurable so that you know if they're working for you or not. And if you need to change tactics, if you need to change your strategy to something with a better return on the amount of time and energy that you're investing in your marketing efforts. So for me, I've been putting a little bit more energy and time into my Instagram presence recently. My goal is to grow by a certain number of new followers every day and then making sure I'm answering the question, how am I going to accomplish that? And this is where you're going to be spending a lot of your marketing time, is once you have point A set up and once you have point B set up, what does the path look like that takes you from point A to point B? So if you want to get 3,000 new Twitter followers by the end of the year, how are you going to do that? Do you have a plan that will actually work? I feel like at this point, a lot of writers and a lot of creators are just like throwing their hands in the air like, Sarah, you expect me to, you know, do this by magic. And no, no, I don't. There's there's good ways that we can do that. And we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about creating a clear path from point A to point B. So for my Instagram example, I want to grow my account by a certain number of followers every day. Okay, how do we get new followers? And this is, of course, after I have vetted that, yes, this is not a vanity goal. Yes, this is actually meaningful to my business. Yes, this has a purpose. Yes, this is something I actually want to spend my time and energy doing. So I've cleared all of that. We're saying that this is the goal that I'm going for. I want to grow my Instagram followers by a certain number every day. And to do that, I will blank. So I want that to be your next step. Whatever your goal is. To do that, comma, I will, and fill in the blank. So for me, for growing my Instagram audience, my plan is to engage with 25 different people's posts every day and not just liking them or leaving a little heart, but by actually responding to whatever it is that they've written or whatever it is in the photo and give them value, give them a meaningful, engaging response and start really building those relationships. In addition to engaging with 25 posts every day, I'm going to update my bio to make sure that my call to action is pointing people to where I want them to go. I'm going to make sure that I have my correct title up there, that I have an updated headshot, all of that good stuff. And in addition to doing that, I'm going to post once a day 
So I'm going to have a post with over 250 characters or, you know, whatever limit you want to set. I'm going to post every day. And I'm also going to post to Instagram stories every day. It sounds like a lot and it is a lot. But if I want to grow my Instagram audience by that certain number of followers every week or every day, then this is what I need to do to do that. And sometimes at the very beginning, you won't know. And so you'll need to experiment. And so, oh, uh, maybe later I'll realize, oh, I actually only need to interact with 10 different posts or people every day. And I only need to do one new post a day and one new story every day. And that really gets me what I need. Or maybe I need to up those numbers. Or maybe I need to lower the amount of new followers that I'm aiming for every day because I just don't have the time and energy to put into this. So I think you can kind of begin to see exactly how customizable this is. I also want to say you do not need to have this goal. Like if you don't care about Instagram, if your audience is not on Instagram, do not put in all the time and energy that it takes to grow your Instagram account. That might not be important to you right now, and that's fine. But where can you start building relationships? Where can you start building the kinds of relationships with your audience that will encourage them to take action that will in turn accomplish your goals? It's all linked together. So I've talked a little bit about some of the tools that you have at your disposal. You know, we've talked a little bit about, okay, yeah, you can interact with people on social media. You can have an email list. I'd like to give you a full view of what's available to you. And this will not be comprehensive just because I won't be able to list every space in which you can do marketing. But I want to give you just an overview of the different places that might work for you. And again, that's the key here is because digital marketing is so flexible and so customizable I want you to make sure that you're doing something that works for you, not what you see someone else doing, because they likely don't have the same success metrics. They don't have the same goals that you do. All right. So first on my list is always email marketing. Email marketing is effective, and it is the ultimate piece of permission marketing. And we talked in the last episode about just how important permission is. Basically, you'll ask somebody to sign up for your email list, and then you will email them. And in that agreement, they're giving you permission to email them. They are saying, yes, I would like to see emails from you. This is very direct. This is very personal. Email is a great way to provide value to your audience and to build trust. It's a great way to start building that relationship. Another tactic is communities, and I include social media in sort of community interaction online. And so this includes Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Tumblr, TikTok, Reddit. I'm sure I'm forgetting several hundred of them. There are a lot of places where you can create communities online or where you can join an existing community like we talked about in the last episode. And again, just because it is so easy to get overwhelmed, just because it is really easy to do a really shallow amount of work on each platform, I want you to choose one or choose one more than you currently have if what you're already doing is manageable and working for you. 
when I first launched Girl in Space, I had a Twitter, I had an Instagram, I had it set up as a business on LinkedIn, I had several Facebook pages for it, I had a Tumblr account, I had a, I think I had a Snapchat account for it, and it just, I couldn't pay attention fully to all of those different channels, and so I ended up neglecting all of them. So when we're talking about focusing your time and energy, really make the best use of that that you can. Another tactic you can use is paid advertising. And so this is where you pay money for a piece of content, say an ad, a picture, a post on Instagram, a post on Facebook, what have you. You pay for that media to show up in front of an audience that you otherwise would not have access to. You can do paid advertising on Google through Google AdWords. You can do paid advertising on Facebook and Instagram. You can pay uh, radio stations to play an audio ad. You can contact influencers, so people with large followings. You can work out a monetary arrangement there where they pose with your book in an Instagram photo and tell people to buy it. There's a lot of different options here for paid advertisements. And I want to say right out of the gate, right off the bat, insert your own favorite metaphor here, that paid advertisements are not for everyone. We don't all have a budget that we can spend And that's okay. You don't have to do paid advertising. But it is an option if that is something that you're interested in doing. Another tactic is promo swaps or endorsements. This is where you work with another writer, you work with another creator who has a similar audience to you, maybe an audience that would enjoy your work in addition to their work. And you say, hey, I would love to endorse your book if you are willing to endorse my book. We'll do a little bit of a cross promotion there. That's always a fantastic thing to do. And with those, money might be involved, but often it's just, hey, I'll help you if you help me. Content marketing is another tactic, and this is basically where you provide value through a platform that you own. So if you have a blog, if you have a podcast, you can also create content for other outlets. So this would be writing guest posts for other people's blogs, appearing on other people's podcasts as a guest, et cetera, et cetera. And that also will give you new reach. It'll give you a new audience outside of your own. Some people may come over and join your audience. It's a delight. It's fun, but it is a lot of work. So please do be aware of that. PR is something that I have not really talked about a lot on the Right Now podcast, and PR stands for public relations. And this is really the reaching out, networking, getting your image out there kind of stuff. And I'm not going to talk a whole lot about PR today because it's its own episode. Uh, So look forward to that coming up in the near future. I will have an episode about PR and how to do it. But just be aware that that is another tactic at your disposal. Another tactic is SEO, or search engine optimization. And this is a little bit more of a subtle way to do marketing. This is a way that you can help your website reach more people by editing the back end of it and putting in the correct metadata and making sure that you're doing things correctly on your website and that your website is reaching people. This is a really convoluted (laughs) sort of thing to talk about. If you don't know what SEO is, that is absolutely okay. I do have a Right Now podcast episode about SEO. It's episode number 59. 
And then I also recently did a blog post about SEO and my thoughts on quote unquote doing SEO. That blog post is called A Quick Note on SEO, and I published it out on my website on April 30th, 2020. So you should be able to find it. It's out on my website, sarahwerner.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-W-E-R-N-E-R.com. And it's just a quick two-minute read, but it gives you a little bit of a hot take on what's going on right now with SEO. I'll try to link that. I'll try to remember to link that in the show notes for today's episode. All right, so... I have one more marketing tactic, and that is live video. That is going out on social media, on a platform, on YouTube, that is going out on your website, wherever you decide to do it, and letting people get to know you through video. This is something that a lot of people, myself included, are not super comfortable with. I am not an actor. I am not a trained broadcaster. I am not comfortable on video because I'm not sure that I always love the way I look. I feel like I'm kind of a dork and going live without the chance to edit something scares me a little bit. This is something that I am working on. So I've <laughs> I've been trying to do more live streams, more live video just to get myself used to it. So for what that's worth, if that's something that it sounds like you would enjoy doing, then by all means, go ahead and explore that tactic. Okay, we've covered a lot in a little bit of a whirlwind here, but I want to end with some do's and don'ts for marketing. And secondly, I want to end with my number one marketing rule. So, okay, we're going to go through the do's and don'ts, and then we're going to go through my favorite marketing rule, and then I will release you for marketing land. And you can go about your day and start thinking about this marketing plan and strategy that you want to implement for your creative work. So I'm going to start the do's and don'ts with the don'ts. You ready? Don't hard sell. Nobody wants you shouting in their face. If they don't know who you are, if you haven't built a relationship and some trust with people, yelling in their face that they should buy your book is actually more harmful than helpful. I see this from authors on Twitter constantly. Buy my book, only 99 cents today in the Kindle store. It's like, I don't know who you are. How did you get into my timeline? Oh, someone else retweeted you. I don't know who you are. I'm not going to buy your book. I don't know you. Let us get to know you first and then let us know, hey, because I'm awesome, I also wrote a book and here is a link to it. So don't hard sell. It's just such a turnoff, especially if you are focused on new marketing building trust, building relationships. Don't hijack other people's space. So if you want to go out and join a community and talk about writing and talk about your book and about your work, that's great. But make sure that you are following the rules of that space. Don't barge into somebody else's social media group. So don't barge into somebody else's Twitter thing and just start spamming people. Don't jump into a conversation and just take Don't be a taker. Give value, engage with people, genuinely get to know people in the community, be a part of the community. Don't join a community and just stomp all over everyone. That's not a great way to build relationships. So don't hijack other people's space. 
Do not spam people, do not troll people, do not get defensive, and do not insult other people. So basically, these are all summed up in don't be a jerk. (laughs) Being a jerk is not a good way to build relationships with people. So by spamming, I mean don't harass people, don't nag them into, hey, buy my book, buy my book. Did you buy my book yet? Let me tell you about my book. People will get real tired of that real fast. Don't troll people. So that means don't go out there and just be nasty and mean and rude to get attention because you'll get attention, but it will not be a constructive, good kind of attention. You're very likely to get banned. You're very likely to get blocked if you are out there trolling people, getting defensive and insulting people. Now that comes with a caveat. If your audience loves to be insulted, if your audience loves a good troll, then by all means, cater to your audience. But just be very aware that the majority of people will not enjoy having a spammer, having a troll, having an insulter in their community or in their mentions. Don't compare yourself or obsess about numbers. It's really, really, really easy to get sucked in and to focus on other people's numbers, on other people's success. Don't do it. I say don't do that because, number one, it will rob you of any feelings of success and joy you have in the wins that you get. And number two, you are focusing your energy on the wrong thing. If you are focusing your energy on everyone else's success around you, you are not focusing it on your work and what's going to make you successful. So cut that out. Finally, the biggest don't, don't betray people's trust. So don't lie. Don't oversell things. Don't overpromise and underdeliver. When we're talking about building relationships, being the new marketing, the worst thing you can do is to ruin one of those relationships. So be very careful with what you promise people. Be very careful with what you say you're going to do. Be very careful with how you are showing your image online. Okay, let's get a little bit more positive and talk about the do's. So do add value. That is a great way to build trust is to give things to people. What kind of value, whether it's information, entertainment, some mix of the two, how can you enrich people's lives for the better? That's a great way to understand how to build good relationships online is what are you giving? Do create communities or respectfully join existing communities? Do share and promote others' work. I know that sounds a little counterintuitive, but by lifting up other people, they will appreciate it. You will start building relationships with those people, and then they, in turn, will promote your work. It's just a great way to start building those co-promotional sort of practices. Do update and communicate and celebrate with your audience. Be transparent. Give them peeks behind the scenes. Let them know how your latest book is going, what your biggest struggles are. Let people into your world. People are always very fascinated by the life of a creator. And if you're willing to be transparent and vulnerable and to share what's going on in your life, I think that that will go a long way in helping you build lasting relationships. Finally, do ask for permission. Do engage and do respond. So don't add people to your email list without them consenting to that. That is very intrusive and not cool. Make sure that you're asking for permission. Make sure that you're being respectful. 
Make sure that when people engage with you, that you engage back with them. That's so important. Okay, so that was my list of do's and don'ts when it comes to marketing online. I want to end today's episode with my number one marketing rule. And if you take away nothing from this episode, I want you to take away one thing that doesn't make any sense. If you, if you only take one thing away from this episode, I want it to be the 80-20 rule. So the 80-20 rule of marketing is that 80% of the time you are giving 80% of the time, you are providing value through education, entertainment, however you provide value. So 80% of the time, you are giving. 20% of the time, you are allowed to take. So what that means is 20% of the time on social media, through your ad campaigns, whatever it is, 20% of the time, you can ask for something. So you've had maybe eight Instagram posts giving people value. You're then allowed to have two posts where you say, hey, by the way, you know, since I've been providing you all this great value, uh, I'd love it if you would take a look at my website. Here's my website or whatever your call to action is. I would love it if you would pre-order my book. It's coming and it's going to be really fantastic and I'd be really grateful if you pre-ordered it. So I do encourage you to essentially give more than you take. That's basically what I'm saying here. Give 80% of the time, and then you can take or ask things of people 20% of the time. Follow the 80-20 rule. Let me know if this works out for you. If this is something that you've already been doing, if this is something that you're excited to implement, I want to hear all about you and marketing in the comments under the show notes for today's episode. So this is episode 85. You can find these show notes and you can navigate down to the bottom where there's a comment box and you can let me know your thoughts there. We are out at sarahwerner.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-W-E-R-N-E-R.com. And again, this is episode number 85. I really want to hear if these two episodes, part one and part two of my yammering on about marketing has gotten you interested in creating a marketing plan, creating a marketing strategy, setting goals, establishing a call to action. I want to know all about it. So let me know what you're doing. Let me know what you're doing. Let me know what you're up to. I hope that you have enjoyed my two-part marketing series. Again, I will also have an upcoming episode about PR, public relations, coming up here in the near future. I don't think that'll be the next episode that I record because I have something else that I want to talk about. Ah, what a ride. What a ride this has been. I want to say thank you to my patrons on Patreon. Patreon is a secure third-party donation platform that allows you to give a certain number of money, a certain number of money, <laughs> a certain amount of money per episode, whether it's a dollar per episode, $2 per episode, $3.75 per episode, $10,000 per episode, whatever you feel this content is worth to you, I do encourage you to join us and become a patron on Patreon. It helps me pay for hosting. It helps me pay for production costs. It just helps me make this show available to everyone who needs it. And I think that's just a really, a really cool thing. So special thanks go out to Patreon patrons Amanda King, Amanda L. Dixon, Julian Vincent Thornburg, Lori, Leslie Madsen, Michael Beckwith, Regina Calabrese, Sean Locke, Susan Geiger, Tiffany Joyner, Leslie Duncan, Maria Alejandro, 
Rebecca Werner, and Sarah Lausan. Thank you all, as always, so incredibly much for helping me produce and distribute this show to so many people around the world. I truly could not do this without you, so thank you. And with that, this has been episode 85 of the Right Now podcast, the podcast that helps all writers, aspiring, professional, and otherwise, to find the time, energy, and courage you need to pursue your passion and write. I'm Sarah Werner, and I cannot wait to hear about how you plan to do your marketing.